Wow, another day. Yes. Thank you for joining the LFHHM Labors for His Harvest broadcast together with him. I'm Sister Ann, and I'll be your MC for today. And I'm going to just introduce you to Jesus. How about it? This is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on and help me rejoice in him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you as humbly as we know how, thanking you for another opportunity to come together and lift up your name. We ask that you open our ears and open our hearts so we can hear from you. Please be with us in these moments and speak to our hearts. Holy Spirit, I ask for insight into your word and clarity of speech. I ask that I decrease, that you may increase. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. It's just a great day. It's great being a mother. And I just want to say happy Mother's Day to my mom, Miss Ida May. Hey, happy Mother's Day, mom. Yeah. So today we're just going to just take our time in God and enjoy him. That's what these sessions are all about. Together with him and enjoy him. Now, there's a great video that I enjoy. Uh, it teaches about the books of the Bible. Now, I don't know about you. I know the books of the Bible and I can recite them. I can recite all of the New Testament books in order. But the Old Testament books, I get a little, ha ha ha. Now, there's songs out there to kind of help us, right? And this song is kind of fun in that it'll help us uh, understand and learn the books of the Bible. So let's check it out. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, and Joel, Psalms and Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, and Hosea, Joel and Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Got that one, that Malachi, huh? It's a letter from God that sets everyone free, a gift for you, for me. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. First and second Samuel, first and second Kings, first and second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, and Job. Psalms and Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. 
Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, and Hosea. Joel and Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. of the Bible. I tell you, there's nothing like it. The Word of God is an awesome wonder. What would we do without the Word of God? I tell you, I'm grateful that he sent his Word one day. He just didn't plop us down here on earth and it's like, oh, what do we do? Well, that's what the Bible is all about. That's what it's all about. The Word of God. I, I just want to share a quick thought today that we're not a, a perfect but we're still his yeah with all the demands and challenges of life it's hard to not give up and give in to spiritual depression and anxiety as believers and non-believers alike Human beings have a common enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy us. And the main thing he comes to steal, that enemy, is the truth of God's word. I want to talk about two truths about God. That God is merciful and God is gracious. Yeah. He's merciful and he is gracious. God is merciful and gracious. Thank God for his mercy and grace. Ah, what will we do without it? What will we do without it? It's because of his mercy and grace that we're still here. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 in the Amplified Version reads, Therefore, let us with privilege approach the throne of grace, that is, the throne of God's gracious favor, with confidence and without fear, so that we may receive mercy for our failures and find his amazing grace to help in time of need. An appropriate blessing, that's what that is, coming just at the right moment. Praise God. Now, I would ask, first question I would ask is, okay, he gives it to me, but what is it? What does mercy mean? Mercy is uh, compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone 
whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. Okay, well, when I think about that, uh, what does it mean? It, what, within my power to punish or harm? What about the, uh, you go, the lady at the grocery store or someone somewhere, but how about someone in, in public service or the lady at the grocery store? She could be grumpy. She could be uh, just pouty and gruff. And you're like, oh, oh, my goodness, what did I do? She could just come to you, just talking uh, grumpy to you. And what you could do is you could talk grumpy back. Yeah. And talk grumpy back to her. Well, because you're wanting to do harm to her for how she's doing harm to you or the guy that you know maybe the the coach and you know or someone at a school teacher and he's just oh grumpy and gruff and you could do harm to him by just being grumpy and gruff back with him well do we want to do that we could show mercy like great like god does us he shows us mercy we could say and think about it. Well, maybe she's just having a bad day. You know, maybe she's got some bad news and she still has to work and she can't get to take care of a situation until she gets off from work. You know, or maybe coaches, you know, maybe he's in pain from a bad sports injured injury or something. You know, you think about it. You could you could retaliate. You could do harm and punish them. Or you could show them mercy. In Psalm chapter 145, verse 8 and 9, verses 8 through 9, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. Whoa, that just sounds great. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works, the entirety of of things created. Wow. He's compassion. He shows compassion. Sympathetic. He pity. Not not the kind of pity that, oh, I look down on a person. But of course he could. He's God. He, he sits high and looks low. But the pity that shows compassion, concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. Hmm? He shows forgiveness. So that's what mercy means. What is God's grace? Well, that's another another point. So if he's going to give me grace, if he's going to give me mercy, I, I need to know what it is. Well, God's grace is his remarkable compassion and favor to draw us to Christ. Ah, remarkable compassion. Yeah, we talked about compassion, sympathetic, pity, uh, you know, the concern for, for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. He was concerned that we were in the state that we were in before we received his salvation. Huh? The state that we were in is the mistakes, the decisions that Adam and Eve made and the descendants of as with descendants after the decisions that we made to, to put us in situations. He was concerned. 
He was sympathetic. So uh, what that does is he shows compassion and favor. He's still good to us. He's merciful. And that draws us to want to get to know him, who he is. It draws us to Christ. Because if we come to Christ, then it's like, hey, this, he's made a way. God, Christ has made a way to where I've been forgiven. And I, I can be shown great mercy and compassion for the state that I'm in. Because I'm not, not that perfect. Not really. I'm not perfect. <laughs> no matter how hard I, I try, I'm not. But his compassion and mercy and grace, he says, look, it's okay. You're still mine. And that, that says, hey, oh, wow, that blows my mind in that a lot of times we experience situations to where if we make one little mistake, we're out of there. We're out of the game. We fumble the ball or we don't get a good grade on our test, big D or, or big F on our test. Or we say uh, the wrong thing at the wrong time because we're frustrated. We're out of there, right? But his compassion, his mercy is, and grace, it's just great. And it just draws me to him. It should draw us to him to get to want to know him better. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. For it's by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor, drawing you to Christ. Uh, this is what the Amplified Version says. That you may, that you have been saved, actually delivered from the judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of ourselves, not of yourselves, not through your own effort. See, I couldn't, couldn't do it on my own. Number one, I didn't know that I was in a bad state until I saw that the word of God said, hey, you're not doing so good. I knew I didn't feel all that great. I knew things in life weren't all that great. But then when I read in his word, the truth of, hey, I saw that I wasn't doing all that great. That's called the law. Yeah, we saw the word in the Old Testament called the law. Well, the New Testament gives us Jesus, the grace and the mercy. So not through an effort of my own, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God. Do I deserve it? Mm, no. Do we deserve to be forgiven? Nope. Because all of sin falls short of the glory and fallen short of the glory of God. We don't deserve anything but death, hell, and the grave. Yeah, for real. But God, in his gracious mercy, the undeserved gift of his grace and mercy, not as a result of our own works, I couldn't work my way to do it. I get pretty tired now trying to work the hours that I work and even the eight hours. And then for moms, we know, you know, I'm big mama now, but I remember being a mom 
shoot, you work the job, then you come home and you got to work the house and try to help the kids. And sometimes you're just so in your in your head where you just got frustrated. You're like, I'm just going to go to bed. So we don't have enough hours in the day. Plus, we don't really know what to do to work ourselves to heaven. We wouldn't know what to do. But God, in his grace and his mercy, he gives us his word and he's patient with us. And we learn him and we walk towards him step by step from faith to faith. Huh? And he does this so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. You know, there's no such thing as pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps when it comes to getting saved. Nope, can't do it. You can't work your way there. You can't be strong enough. You can't be smart enough. You can't be anything enough to save yourself. And God knew this. And I think I'm grateful for that. I love him for that. In all of his omniscience, some people would take credit for what they've done if it were that way. If one could, if you could work your way to heaven, then it's like some people would be strong enough to make it, or maybe, and, or do better than others, huh? And then some, what about the disabled? What about the special needs? The loved ones that we know who are special needs? What about those that have trials with being sick sometimes, huh? Yeah, they wouldn't be able to do it. And we all have sinned. Yeah, come short of the glory of God. There's something fickle in all of us. So really, we wouldn't be able to do it. And God knew that. But some would try to boast. And he made it so. No, none of us could boast on that. We just have to receive his grace and mercy, receive his salvation. Well, the question would come, hmm, well, if that's the case, can I be perfect? Hmm? Well, it's a process, huh? It's a process. We're to take the process of getting in his word, hmm? Growing spiritually mature, because the more we learn, the more we do, right? I mean, I learned my ABCs, and now I can read and write and arithmetic, right? And it's the same way when it comes to spiritual growth. We're to grow spiritually mature in mind and character and actively live godly lives, so it's a process. We call them babes in Christ, new believers. They're babes in Christ. I remember there was a friend of mine who used to always try to play that game. Oh, I'm just a babe. I'm a babe in Christ. I'm still a babe. You know, well, if, he, if they wanted to say it that way, then yeah, we're all still babes. And God knows that. But we are to grow. We're not to stay where we were in the beginning of our relationship with Christ. We're to grow. So he encourages us 
Be perfect. Hmm? Let's look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. Now, just to kind of back up a little bit, the Bible, you say, oh, I don't have an Amplified Bible, Sister Ann. I have a King James Version. I have a New International Version. Go ahead and get your Bible, by the way. And, you know, and really, I have a Bible. I don't know what kind of version it is, but someone told me it was a Bible. You hear that sometimes. What you'll do, go get it. Doesn't matter what it is. And, you know, King James versions are great. It's a beginning. And you can get those pretty reasonably. I have a, a, a gift gift bag. We have a ministry, a gift bag ministry, where we'll put a Bible in there and some other goodies. And we'll give them to people as they come in to worship. And that's a great ministry. And you'll say, some, well, you know, Sister Ann, I go to church and they have the, the words on the board and uh, on the big screen and everything. And I can just read them off there. Yeah, you could. But how are we going to really get it? It's like going to school. You have your, your teacher there teaching you at school. But then when you get home, you have homework. So what are you going to do your homework with? You'll need your Bible. You may not be able to understand King James, but read it. And then you'll get curious and say, hey, I want to know what this means a little better. I have all kinds of versions of Bibles. King James, New King James, New International Version, New American Standard Bible, Amplified Bible. I love New American Standard Bible. So, just get one. Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. You, therefore, will be perfect, growing into spiritual maturity, both in mind and character, actively integrating bodily, godly values into a daily life, as your Heavenly Father is perfect. Yeah, He wants us to grow up to Him. Come on up to him. Will we ever be able to be perfect, perfect, perfect? By his grace, his shed blood, he has saved us. So it, the cleansing blood covers us and washes us clean. And in that, we receive his salvation. And we can, in the process, grow spiritually mature in mind and character and actively live godly lives godly values we can do it okay well you know this is we're getting on down to the nitty-gritty end of this but I think the main question at this point you know I can do it but I need some help Will God help me? You know, I ask him all the time. I'm every day. Oh, God, help. Help me. I ask him all day long. Hmm? The answer is yes. God will help you grow into maturity and your light will shine. Huh? As with all human beings, we're not perfect. Growing spiritually in mind and character is not easy. Nope. 
actively living godly values is even more difficult, especially when you don't even know what that means. Paul reminded us that we are unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty, clay. Hmm. Remember Play-Doh? I used to love my Play-Doh. Oh, yes. I get that Play-Doh, and it seemed like I had all kinds of Play-Doh. Now, my granddaughter, she thinks she's the queen of Play-Doh. She thought she was back in the day because she used to love her Play-Doh, too. But I would have all kinds of Play-Doh. I like to build things and construct things. So I would take that Play-Doh, and I would just build it and my favorite thing of course what's the easiest thing you can do to play with uh, to build with play-doh the easiest thing to do to build with play-doh would be uh <laughs> would be a bowl um hey sister abby is out there let's say hi to sister abby Yeah, so I would take and I would build that bowl and just be just as proud of it. Be just as proud of it, thinking I was really doing something. <laughs> so I would take and build that bowl. And the bowl, even though I would build it and I'd do my best to, you know, make it nice, it would still have cracks in it you know it wouldn't be all smooth it it would be cracked and everything and then I would actually try to let it dry you know how you it you would let it dry and see if it'll be better so and then you put water in it yeah I was pretty young guys okay and put water in it and the it would still it would just drip through it, it, it wouldn't hold water but I was proud of it not keep trying and that's really what we are. God, he's the potters. He's the potter. We are we're dough. We're we're clay and he he builds us with his word and builds us and we just, you know, we're formed and so you know, we might get a crack and he'll he'll start in on it. But even though we were pressing to be perfect, by growing spiritually mature in mind and character and actively living godly values because of God's mercy and grace. We have the good news. Now, even though we aren't perfect, right? We have the cracks in us and, and everything. Uh, we still try to share the good news. We still live that Christian life. We, we strive to do it, right? We want to do that. But the, the cracks, you know, they're still there. What we're needing to understand is that even though we're not perfect in our, in our form and who we are or whatever, God still will get his glory. We still want to share. It doesn't stop us from being who we are in Christ. We're not perfect. But we're still his and we still will share his good news 
2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. But we have this precious treasure, the good news about salvation, in unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty so that the grandeur and surpassing greatness of the power will be shown to be from God, his sufficiency, and not from ourselves. We are pressured in every way, hedged in but not crushed, perplexed, unsure of finding our way out, but not driven to despair, hunted down and persecuted, We'll talk about that, but not deserted to stand alone. God is always with us, struck down, but never destroyed. Hmm. Always carrying around in the body, the dying of Jesus, so that the resurrection life of Jesus always may be shown in our bodies in our body, always shown in our body, the resurrection life of Jesus. What a great, great God. He is awesome. I want to go ahead and just take a moment and we're going to just celebrate God, his word, Mm. celebrate who he is and to hear a testimony from one of my favorite songs. It's called Start Over by Flame featuring NF. I don't know if you know him, you've heard of them, but it's one of my favorites. And let's check it out. Everybody's got a blank page, a story they're writing today, a wall that they're climbing. You can carry the past on your shoulders. You can start over regrets, no matter what you've gone through, Jesus. He gave it all to save you. He carried the cross on his shoulders, so you can start over. Don't let your heart be troubled, don't be afraid To the broken hearted, their wishes paid Never been born, never been torn, never sinned, never disobeyed I know you think there's no hope, no, but that ain't true Jesus saves, I know you feel a regret, like I Brought this all on myself, like I Messed it up big time and this time I don't deserve God's help Thinking, how can God forgive me? After knowing what I hid, can he? After knowing that I hid from him and I stayed away and backslid. Listen, Jesus came for the sick. So true. Jesus came for the weak. Amen. Jesus came to give good news and to set the captives free. Amen. Listen, Jesus came for the poor. Amen. Jesus came with the keys. Amen. Jesus came to remove the chains so from the prisoners. Every land has got a
open in the ocean floor. Run to his arms like an open door. God the Father sent the sons, so men can come and be free and gotta run no more. Come to me, all who are weary. With heavy burdens, I'll give you rest. Separating you from your sin, as far as the east is from the west. Thrown in a sea of forgetfulness. What sin? What offense? And when them waves come crashing in, I'll calm the winds in your defense. So whatever it is that you've done, he put that punishment on his son. You'll never come under his condemnation, conquer sin and Satan and his accusations. So dry your eyes, lift up your head. There's no regrets. If he wakes us up another day, if he wakes us up another day, that's another day for us to to press into him and to not give up. We are tenacious about a lot of things. We're taught, hey, don't give up on being that great sportsman or don't give up on being that great business person. Well, why would you give up on the most important thing in your life? And that's the relationship that you have with your creator, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing. So we don't want to give up on that. We don't want to give up on him. Well, the word of God has gone forth. And when we hear the word, there should be a response. Now, I've talked a lot about if we are in Christ, then we are to trust and thank him for his grace and mercy. But we don't start there. Everyone has a past. It's just that those of us who are believers, we're believers now, but we came to him as an unbeliever, as one who wasn't cool in that we still wanted to do things our way and try to live life our way. We learned to turn away when we heard the gospel. We responded. The good news that he died for our sins, that he died so we could have the power to receive his grace and his mercy as unto salvation. And of course, John three sixteen, and it's in your King James Version, just this way. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, 
but have everlasting life. Now, the should not is what I want to point to. We shouldn't perish. We shouldn't because God has made a way for us to be at peace with him and to live eternally with him in peace. We shouldn't perish, but we have to receive him. And I would just ask that you open your heart today if you haven't received him as your Lord and Savior think about doing that there is an eternity and for those who have fallen down and stayed away come back come back come to him his arms are wide open his grace and mercy it's everlasting and he just he just pours it on you he's given us another chance to live this day to make that decision to give us his life so in that consider rededicating your life to Christ i'm going to pray this prayer along with you but we're going to look at this uh, prayer the prayer for salvation and if it's in your heart repeat the prayer yeah if you're ready repeat it if you're not ready because I'm gonna tell you why the more you understand and say it the more you give we may not know how but this will help you to get in that direction Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner and I am sorry for my sins and the life that I have lived. I need your forgiveness. Please forgive me for my sins. I repent and turn away from sin. And I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins and I am now willing to turn from my sin I repent and turn away from sin and I turn to you I believe that you Jesus shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins and I am now willing to turn from my sin right now I ask you Jesus 
to be my Lord and Savior and Lord over my life and my soul with my heart I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead this very moment I accept you Jesus as my Lord and Savior Lord Jesus transform my life so that I may bring glory and honor to you in Jesus name well I tell you God is awesome this is a day that he's made take advantage of it rejoice be glad in it get to know him thank you for joining uh, this has been a privilege to come and share with you today and I appreciate you checking us out uh, don't forget to visit our website uh, we're at www.lf hhm.org and you can go out there there's resources out there that will help you in your journey with him uh, check out our media pages don't forget to su uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel we're out there LFHHM on YouTube uh, like our Facebook page LFHHM on Facebook uh, go out to our website and, and check out our volunteer opportunities uh, volunteer because you know we're we're all in this yeah we're all in this together trust me we're we're on the same team it's called the church so uh, you can go out there and, and volunteer you have great uh, resources out there to and opportunities that you can share in uh, sharing your gift so that would be great. And most of all, grow and walk in victory. Till next time. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining the LFHHM broadcast together with him. Special thanks to the LFHHM volunteers, friends, and the consultants at Union Rog Hill Films. One God, One Church. Don't forget to check out the discipleship resources at www.lfhhm.org. There are also great volunteer opportunities. Click on the Contact Us tab and let us know you're interested. Be sure to subscribe, like, and sign up to review media notifications on events and updates. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest.